Hello. This is your warning, pre-intro warning, because the intros are drunk. This is the last of a five-part drunk cast. And bear in mind that a five-part drunk cast means that we were drinking for over five hours. At this point, we're approaching the five-hour mark, because they're all an hour or just over. At this point, we're probably four and a half hours in. Um, And also bear in mind, in the first hour, Stu and Chris got through a whole bottle of rum, no, was it rum or whiskey? Rum, I think it was. And I drank a fair bit too. I didn't drink as much as, as these guys, and I only, only noticed right at the end, so that's good. But anyway, this is where we're at peak drunk offensiveness. It ends with Chris... Uh, I mean, let's just just enjoy, but brace yourselves. And Happy New Year, man. If this is how you're starting your year, then the only way is up, my friends. The only way is up. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Here we are for episode five. We've all got outside and had a good scrap about Christmas dinners and we've come to a conclusion, so let's all calm down a little bit. Episode four got a bit rowdy. This episode will be out after Christmas, so let's uh, focus on other things. Drop the theme tune, buddy. Peace. How you doing, guys? How drunk are you feeling? I'm feeling three mince pies out of four. Stu, can you either tell me how drunk you're feeling or translate Chris? I don't know what he's talking about. I just watched him put a bit of mince pie in his mouth. Half of it just fell out of his mouth. It's more, it's more confusing to us because we're sitting here and Carol had bought us three mince pies and he's eaten half of one mince pie and he looks down at it and says, I'm feeling three mince pies out of four, which makes it so much more confusing. I don't know what it means. To the listener, it might make a little more sense. Also, little tidbit, there's one sausage roll left. <laughs> you could have said I'm feeling like nine out of 14 sausage rolls because you just smashed the whole plate. I'm feeling half a mince pie out of three mince pies and a sausage roll. <laughs> Stew. <laughs> Come on, guys. Come on, guys. How drunk are you feeling, Stu? Oh, I've got face aches from giggling. Oh, drunk and confused. (laughs) Drunk and confused. Um, Which historical figure would you most like to have on a podcast? That is from Born in 73 UK. Anyone? I'm going to wait for Chris. (laughs) Historical figure. Shall I refer you back to Reed Holly's question? Dinosaurs? Shh. Shh. It's going to be a T-Rex, guys. Which <laughs> historical figure would I like to see? T-Rex. On a podcast. Yes. Megatron. <laughs> <laughs> if you could only see how much he's laughed at his own joke. Who's Megatron? <laughs> oh, I love the fact he's got two go-tos. Transformers and dinosaurs. Um, there's a question from Ben Caulfield, GK. What are you thinking about the Rugby World Cup? So, on to the next question. <laughs> Boring. Oh, another one from Born in 73. Favourite film, album or book of 2019? And what film, album or book are you looking forward to in 2020? Now, Megatron. a little precursor, Stu can't read. 
So, Chris, any films, albums, or books that you've enjoyed this year? He can, really. Oof. Film or album of the year? Of 2019. Of 2019. Megatron. <laughs> <laughs> I just... I laughed as I was getting in my face. Um, I don't know. I've not read anything in 2019. Just go with album or book. Um, or, or movie or album, sorry. Or would you like one of us to go? <laughs> Stu? What the hell is Gra- it's some kind of like Grand Prix game going on over there. Joker was your film of the year, right? Yeah. Have you got an album of the year? Have you listened to much new music since the 90s? Um, <laughs> <laughs> Pearl Jam. Uh, I hope I pronounced this right. The Michael uh, Kiwanuka album. Yeah. Uh, I'm really enjoying that at the moment. I've not heard it. Um, I offered him on the podcast and I haven't heard the yeah. record yet. Oh, so I was gutted. I uh, really enjoyed that. And book of the year. Um... I enjoyed... Roger Red Hat. <laughs> Your voice changed then, Stu. Oh, no. What was that about? I don't know. My, um, Jim Bob from Carter's book. Oh, amazing. Mm. He's the best. Mm. Has he been on your podcast yet? Yes. Yes. My album of the year has been Ch- Chance the Rapper. Mm-hmm. Uh, big day. It's fucking brilliant. I genuinely... I was listening to it on a drive. Got about halfway through and I wasn't particularly hit by it. And then a song, I think it's called The Big Day, hit me. And from that point onwards in the album, I was just astounded. So, yeah, I rate that. Film of the year, I don't know. I think it's going to be either Uncut Gems, I really enjoyed, Waves, I really enjoyed, and Hustlers, I really enjoyed. I did. Um, So, yeah, a few there. But I'll be doing my Films of the Year podcast as the first podcast of the year without a guest. Or the first non-drunk cast podcast of the year, I guess. But, um, yeah. Chris, have you got any? And I've not read many books. I've read... Whose books have I read? I've read a, a Louis Theroux's book, Gotta Get Through This, and it's fantastic. Mm. So I'd maybe sling that up there. Oh, no, I read... Um, was that this year? Dr. Kate Devlin, Turned On. Is what it called was Turned that on? about, mate? It's about sex robots and essentially sex robots. And it's okay. fucking amazing. And so you're going to fuck them or not? I would... Fuck a sex robot, yeah. How about you, Stu? And I think it should be made l- less of a taboo for men. Because all joking aside, it is a like, oh, a sex robot seems weird. Uh, women enjoyed machines all the time sexually, and I think there should be more male sex toys. What do you think about that, Stu? And technology. I'd fuck one. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Who's, who's one? <laughs> New friend? <laughs> Yeah, okay, cool. Chris, films or books or music of the year? Eve, any of them. doesn't have to be all of them. I would say documentaries. The or great noise ha- of the year. <laughs> the Great Hack. The Great Hack? No, watched it on Netflix, right? Yeah, 100%. Good. I almost think that it should be um, compulsory. Yeah. Because I think it talks about um, how we're all times. suckered in for the internet and uh, social media and voting. I think it's terrible, it's terrifying, and I really do think we all have to watch it. Yeah. Because it shows you how much of a sucker we all are as human beings. And as much as we think that we might think we know what we're talking about, we don't at all, remotely. I don't think anyone thinks you know what you're talking about. Well, let's make me be the flagship for that, Stu. All joking aside, I definitely want to give that a look. I've put it off for the similar reasons you were saying earlier about some of the heavy dramas... That you're like, oh, I just can't deal with it today. I it was great. And that's been it on a few things. I've kind of looked at it and thought, fuck, man. Like, I've watched some amazing documentaries this year. I think all of us loved the MIA 
Blew my mind. Documentary, right? Was that this year or last year? That might have been last I year. I actually last year. weirdly think that was 2019 or 2018. Yeah, I, really I think you could be right, but it's fucking amazing, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just really mind blowing. Well, if you're a well, fan of her or not, it's fucking yeah, yeah, I think astounding. It describes what, my, why my, she started. And my documentary will be the Frank Sidebottom. Um, Documentary mm-hmm. uh, absolutely fucking blew my mind. I watched that. I, I, I told you on the train. I got yeah. interviewed by Frank Side by blew my mind once. Yeah, um, um, me and Dan when we were on tour, and I think we played Scrabble with him or some kind of board game. So cool, mind blowing. It's cool as fuck. Frank Side by isn't he? Beyond cool. Did you guys watch the documentary about the twins? Um, the guy that whose memory was erased? No. Have you heard about it? Yes, it's on Netflix as well, it right? It is. Have you watched that, Chris? No. Tell me who I am. No, I That's it. Tell me who I am, I think it's called. Uh, and so it's uh, twins, and when they were... It's not a porno, right? No. Um, when they were... Uh, so one of them's big had a, and muscly, had a mu- and one of them's small and bald. Um, <laughs> it's not a documentary, it's true. Oh. <laughs> twins. It's Arnold Schwarzenegger and Danny DeVito. They've got very different accents. <laughs> yes. But the same He's suit. my little brother. But the same uh, suit, so they're uh, obviously yeah, related. Yeah. Uh, no, it, it's, it's about twins, and uh, when they're about 19, 20, one of them has a motorbike accident, and his memory is completely erased, apart from the fact that he recognises his twin brother. And his twin brother then, based, spoiler alert, I guess, um, re- like, tell, like spends however long telling him about his life and his upbringing and his memories mm. And then it turns out what his brothers has told him his life was was a complete farce, and he's built this whole life in his brother's head. Whoa! What do you mean? It's a complete farce. Why? He's what lied was about he doing? He's lied was. about. Um, so what was his life? He was him and his brother were being abused by their parents and their so. So he never he never says that. He protected him from his brother right, right, right. and told him oh, a fictional fuck, life man. to protect him, and then the documentary sort of. You know, culminates with him sitting down with his brother and, him, and asking, "Why did you never tell me what was going on?" Just weird shit happens. It sounds where, amazing. Where that's a beautiful thing, though. If you can remove it's dark, a horrific because, thing from your memory, yeah, he then finds you'd a want photo. to protect that, right? It's kind of it's kind of nice to say it's a beautiful thing from our perspective, but from the, that poor bastard's perspective, it's well, his perspective was, was he, he thought his mum and dad were, were his dad was very very uh, authoritative, but his mum was. Quite kind, uh, and then one day, I think when his mum or his dad died, one of them died. He basically uh, his dad asked for forgiveness on his deathbed, I believe. But the, the 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 kind of weird part was they were just clearing out some stuff, and they found a photograph of themselves when they were young uh, in their parents' wardrobe, uh, naked, and uh, uh, with their heads sort of removed from the photo. And it was like, oh, that's me and my brother. Uh, what's oh that about? And then, yeah, they were being passed around like all sorts of high society and fucking hell, shoot, that's really, really, it's, really it's crazy, dark. crazy fucking thing. And it's like, the, there's a quote that Ploma Faith nicked for an album or a song. Can't remember who the original quote is by, but it's, "Do you want the truth or something beautiful?" Mm. And it feels it's such a quandary. I think in that situation, if he's got the choice of protecting, yeah, his twin from this horrific mm. stuff, that's fucked up his head and life yeah, massively ruined his life you get to go all right you've got a clean slate i now have to go, again the other thing is he now has to go through it on his own 
It's someone that he may have yeah. been able to share that pain with previously, but now he gets and, to and go through the his discussion own. that happens between them at the end. It's fucking awesome. Yeah. There's a film called Th- Three Brothers. I've not watched this. This is the yeah. one where it's that's a very nature versus nurture, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. And it's fucking, I won't say too much, but it's astounding. It's, 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 it's the one where they all smoke the same cigarettes. Yeah, they're, like... they're, they're, it's loosely, it's triplets who were s- s- separated at birth unaware that they were triplets. And then by chance they encounter each other and they realise how much is the same and how much is different and it's it's mind blowing. Really good. Yeah. Um I can't remember how we even started on any of this. Yeah, it's it's very tragic. Well shall we go on to <laughs> Why are you laughing? The fact that you'd stopped listening about three minutes ago because you on your phone. And as you wrapped that up, you went, just tragic. Very tragic. No idea no, what was, was going was, on. No, no, I was looking for wank material. No, seriously. <laughs> um, what was that movie? Twins. No, 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 no. Um, the second you mentioned triplets. Two little sisters, I'm just watching. What is that movie? It's <laughs> That's like, a quote, it's, by it's the way. It's not the Hendersons, it's the Petersons or something like that. It was a 90s movie, documentary. Harry and Hendersons. No, no, not about Bigfoot. And, is it um, about the abused family? Family, yeah. I've got it on DVD. And it's fucking. It's, it's it so sad. It was one of the first of the kind it of was. big documentaries that kind of wasn't. That was a film film rather than just yeah. a documentary on TV or on reality and it, or whatever. It, and it takes you down that story of thinking it's one way, of about um, like an a, a, a institutionalised paedophile and his family and what he did to his family. And then as it starts to pan out, you start to doubt everything about it. Mm. It's, and fucking it's, fucking, and it's fucking destroying because towards the end, they they meet each other. And um, oh, she's got the giggles. She's got the giggles. No, I remember that. it was and Because there was another one around the same time about a young lad who'd filmed himself his whole life. And it was a similar thing where it's clear he'd started to film himself because he'd had some... Yeah. Fucked up shit going on. I want to go back and view a few of those early documentaries that, really that caused tough. this boom. Yeah, really tough to watch. But also, there's a point where the kids, well, one of the kids and the dad meet up and they don't, either of them don't really know what the truth is. Or you don't know if either of them do know what the truth is. And it's fucking so sad to see a family blown apart. Because when you start when, seeing the media get on top of it... And let's ignore Stu on this because he's got the gig to gig. I think it's a completely valid point because, again, the, the way things have gone in the media with the change in the amount of documentaries out there and stuff like that is we have a prescribed thing of here's how you must react to tragedy. Yeah, 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 yeah. And one of the things in particularly some of those early documentaries, and as you hear, I mean, I noted Epstein, R. Kelly, Prince Andrew... Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the things that you realise is that people react to these things differently and yeah. all reactions are correct. Yeah. They're allowed to... Some people, like, again, the Louis CK stuff, for example, some of the people that happened to just moved on. And to tell them that they should be damaged by it is terrible. It goes yeah, back totally. to that twins thing don't of going, you well, you don't know, but happened. you should know and you should be fucked up. Right. It's like, well, no. If, if, you've, if somehow your brain has managed to go, you know what, fuck that, I'm moving on. And not be damaged by, by it. By any means necessary. Yeah. It gets you through. And I think there is a problem in society now where you there's a set way that you should act as a survivor of these things. And I don't think that's the case. I no, think some same. people react differently to others and all reactions are valid and really need to be protected. Like, if you've just moved on from it, 
great. Still looking to help and doing it the right way. But if you've just moved on, don't you? Know, yeah, you don't have to be kind of shamed into here's here's how damaged you should be. Yeah. Um, but equally, if you are, you need all the support in the fucking world. Yeah, for um, sure. We've not talked about MMA at all, and now we're episode five. You know yeah. that sometimes the people that's the thing that some of the listeners tune in for and some turn off for. So let's uh, let's talk MMA a bit, right? Yeah. I've from got, from uh, fucking kids to MMA. Yeah, Go. indeed. So I've got five different people that I've noted as having mind-blowing years. I'm going to start with Amanda Nunes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the best pound-for-pound um, fighter in the world, right? And her fight last night was a really important one because everyone's mate. like, it's the most tested she's been. She still won a one four rounds to one. Mm-hmm. And I saw someone online saying, yeah, but she was st- scared to stand up with Jermaine Durandam. It's like, we can say Jermaine Durandam, he was scared to be on the ground with Amanda Nunes. It's MMA, it's not a kickboxing yeah. fight. So, so, so that was exciting. But her other big win this year was Holly Holm, and at the end of last year was Cyborg. Yeah. And that yeah. was really where she secured. And it, it becomes a mystery of why she's not the biggest star in the UFC. Because she's inarguably the greatest female of all time. She's beaten Ronda, the woman who beat Ronda Holly Holm, the woman who beat Holly Holm, Misha Tate, and Jermaine Durandamy, and just, just, and, and, and Cyborg, the woman, Jermaine Durandamy had the belt, dropped the belt to move down a weight class because she didn't want she to fight to Cyborg. She Cyborg. She, she's beaten everyone, and she's beautiful, an amazing person in interviews. She's proudly in a relationship with another f- female UFC fighter, so a wonderful representative of the LGBT plus community. And why isn't she the biggest f- fucking star in the world? Oh, man. I mean, it's really tough. It's really tough because she, she is was all on a card things. last she... night with like one of the first cards where she's got a title on the line and she's not in the main or co-main event. Yeah. It's one thing you like, you look at that and go, exciting, three title fights on one card. That's exciting. And they do it, by weight so I'm not saying it's some conspiracy but it's still when she was going against Ronda all the hype was about Ronda when she was going about against Cyborg all the hype was about Cyborg and it's like if, why if aren't you building car, this greatest fight, female fighter of all time if that well, no, car no, was four or five years ago Ronda Rousey would have been top of the she's the, the greatest yeah. fighter of all time yeah. yeah she is like she's beaten everyone unequivocally. Okay, she she came to a decision last night. That doesn't matter. Just a quick pause. Stu's stopped to draw beards and moustaches on the beer mat, so that shows. I was going to ask a level of drunkness. Yeah, at but, this it, was stage, on, but it was on. Doesn't women need. Fighters. I'll just explain it. Um, but yeah, absolutely amazing year for her. I'm going up in the order of people I think that deserve have had the most mad years. So, uh, Justin Gaethje. Yeah. His fight against Barboza was fucking mind-blowing. His fight against Cowboy Cerrone was fucking awesome. Um, and it's so pleasing because we were proper excited about him debuting, right? Because mm-hmm. he's the most violent man in sport. Just amazing to watch. And he had an up-and-down start. Yeah. He goes in there and puts it on the line. He was undefeated when he came in. He's lost a few. He's won a yeah. few. But now he's had a couple in a row or three in a row, I think, mm-hmm. where he's looked amazing and he's... Yeah, he's the most exciting guy. Could have been a great fight for Conor, but he didn't want that, did he? Again, the funny thing I'm on not Connor, dissing the fight with I was going to say, like, we've talked a lot about how much I think Conor's an absolute m- 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 melt. But people like Conor ducked Gaethje. What do you mean? Mm. 
Like there's no, it's not like he's the next, it's not mm. like there's a title and he's next in line. Well, a fight was being talked about, wasn't it? But but again, there's a lot of fights being talked about. Yeah. Generally, if you're coming off a loss, you go against someone who's coming yeah. off a loss. So Connor and Cowboy are both coming off a loss. Yeah. There's, there's, it, I think I would have liked the Gaethje fight, but again, it was all the crowd just talking about it. There was numerous fights being talked about. That, that doesn't count as ducking. Mm. If you've got someone who's repeatedly avoiding a particular opponent, but at this point, Connor's coming off a loss, so yeah. it's not that he's next in line for anything. So I, yeah. I think I, I, to a degree, and like, but I think like it's weird, you know, to, to take that stance that like, well, you know, he's come off a defeat, so he's got to, you know, do this, do that. That works in one mindset, but then the other mindset is that of money, which is it's Connor. He can do what the fuck he wants, mm-hmm. and like, and and I think it's it's it's, it's a bit more balanced than. Than like oh well you know he's got that so he's got to fight them. It's so like, I just think the cowboy fight makes total sense. Completely agree. They're both completely coming agree. off loss, I'm not hating them at all. Money. It's the biggest like the yeah. cowboy is a bigger name than Gaethje yeah. to the the general public. Yeah, I'd, I'd just like to see Gaethje just light up kind of that. Same, but still, again, I think there's 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 tons to come for Gaethje. Um, other people have had a big year. Peter Yan, mm. who smashed Faber last night, but this year he's done Dodson, Rivera, and Faber. And he's looked amazing in two of them. In one of them, he looked good. Yeah. But in two of them, in Dodson and Faber, he looked fucking. I mean, props next to, level. Props to I know you don't like it, but props to your Faber for taking that fight. Yeah, that madness. Was a Why was he taking that fight, fight man? Like, the thing that blew me away was he's taking that fight when Aldo and Edgar are active. Why wouldn't you just fight a big name veteran yeah. who's like you, who you've yeah. got a better chance of beating, rather than a not that big name fucking killer? Yeah, but that's yeah. kind of yeah. obvious, right? Because because he believed he could beat him. Yeah, because he, he bought into the own hype. Because he's not watching all the Yans fights. Yeah, I guess. I guess it's just it's 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 again. There is respect there that he's taken that, but it was pay Yan looked stupidity amazing. and ego that made him take that fight. Yeah, I guess. And why so. wouldn't you? Like you, you've been you, the Californian kid has been a legend in MMA for so many years. I wonder if there's anything in it gonna... that is because again, I'm not a fan of Faber. Are either of you a fan of Faber? No, I quite like him. I, I wonder if there's anything that he's a better dude than I'm giving him credit for. Because the fact is, him fighting other veterans doesn't help anyone. Him fighting a young up and coming fighter, if he wins, it's a big win for him. Actually, credibly, but if the other fighter wins, he gives them the rub. It's a big thing in wrestling, and I know it's very different. But the veterans, the big veterans, will generally fight a younger up and comer, like, like when they're close to retirement, to put them over, yeah. to give them the rub, to go here. You go, you've you've got my name on your thing, yeah. and it felt a little bit like that. That he, it'd be nice if he had any of that in mind, just kind of going, look, you know. You, 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 either I win maybe, and beat Maybe in a couple of years he looks back just so he's got a peace of mind going, look, I can see that he was a fucking prospect that yeah. was going to wipe the floor of everyone. What a way for me to go out. I lost to the next Don't know, but that didn't sound like what Faber was saying. Yeah. Faber was saying he's on this uh, whole new run. He wanted to fight this guy, then fight everyone well, else. I, I thought he said something on the lines of, um, I think this, uh, I, I look forward to the next 10 years of alpha male fighters fighting him because he's mm. he's the real deal there's a thing that Jack Slack talks about and I think the Fights Gone By podcast by Jack Slack is the best MMA podcast yeah, totally. out there yeah um, he, he... <laughs> no I've watched it I've watched it I listened to that years before it was a yeah. thing only because yeah. you Generally, put me on I think it. His, his, his assessments are amazing but he's he has a thing like 
there should be a term for the best ranked fighter or exposure fighter that's the easiest win mm. or best match like best stylistic matchup and Cerrone is a perfect example of that. Yeah. It's like, that's the perfect matchup. It's not an easy fight for Connor, but it's the easiest and biggest name combined. And similarly, when Faber came back and fought Ricky Simone. Yeah. Ricky Simone constantly gets caught by hooks, and that's Faber's bread and butter finish. It's like, but Ricky Simone is a young up-and-comer, and it was that kind of, here's the best possible matchup that's still tough. It's not saying, again, a lot of people... I've got hated on because they're saying, oh, Connor has picked the easy choice. Cerrone ain't an easy choice. But I do think he's the easiest of the current options. Yeah. The most logical choice. Yeah. It's like, it's a test, but it's a big name and the stylistic matchup is beneficial to what I want to go out there and execute. Um, And yeah, I think that's... um, Another person on my list, and again, it's almost undeniable that he's had the best year of anyone there's only w- one person I've got above him but I would happily have a, have this guy as top anyway Jorge Masvidal Masvidal's had the best year Till Askren Diaz, Diaz. Askren yeah Till just 100% just that win over Till where clearly he was there to give Till a win and then that win over Askren where he just destroyed him in no time well, fastest knockout ever okay yeah. that's luck but but then also he trained for it. You can have that Pepsi Max ginger. He also yes. trained for that knockout. Yeah, completely. He planned it. And his, um, his whole conversation in the Diaz fight after it, the post-fight press conference, is the most, most gangster thing ever. He's so gangster. So, yeah, I just think from someone who's been... Who, at the start of 2019, was very much... He's a middle-of-the-road. He's been around ages. He's a... <laughs> A, a, a Guida or a Sanchez or not quite their level because he's not been around as long but still he wasn't thought of as this top Fred. name and then end of this year he's arguably the biggest name mm-hmm. in MMA outside of maybe C- C- Connor returning mm-hmm. J- John Jones maybe but even mm-hmm. still then he's just yeah what a year yeah man and smacking up Leon Edwards backstage in a post-fight interview to Th- three piece and a soda. Yeah, just three piece and a soda. So man. gangster. Yeah, I love it. And again, the fact is, he's real. The thing I liked about that, and I, I had some, I did some soul searching on this, and this, I'm not making it about me, I swear. But in general, I'm against. I love the sport. I don't think it should be brutality and violence. Mm-hmm. But equally, like with the Masvidal and Leon Edwards thing, it's like, well, he's properly from the streets. He came up fighting in Kimbo Slice's mm-hmm. YouTube street fights. So all this smack talk thing, everyone's like, oh, it's just marketing. It's like, well, it is to you. If you're t- t- talking shit to some people, they're not going to go, oh, it's just marketing. They're going to go, you said that, so we're going to have to deal with this shit. Mm-hmm. And I like that, because I think that's a big problem like with social media, that people say shit they wouldn't say in real life, as if it's nothing. And that was it with Masvidal. You're accountable for it. Leon Edwards said some shit, and he was like, oh, we're going to fight then. I'm going to punch you in your face now for saying that. This isn't some marketing and you've got a phone going or a camera crew nearby. It's like, cool, let's fight. Mm. And I kind of, again, it was a weird one because I don't like to condone outside of the octagon violence because they're meant to be athletes and professional competitors. But I don't know, there was something about that. it's, It's the same with Nate. Like the Diaz's are ones that it's like, no, they're from the fucking streets. It's not a joke to them. If you think that all this talking shit is just to sell a fight, 
then bump into him in a, a hotel lobby and you'll see differently. Mm. And I kind of, I love that. But the other person on the top of my list, only person who can challenge Jorge is Israel Adesanya, mm. starbender, who in this year beat Anderson Silva, then Kelvin Gastelum in probably the fight of the year, and then Robert Whitaker to win mm-hmm. the belt. Um, the walkout was iconic and the biggest platform to fall from if he lost. Like, if you're going to head pile on your the stakes, do a walkout like that in the biggest challenge of your career yeah. and then de- 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 deliver on it. He's a superstar. He's an absolute su- superstar. Young. On the mic, he's a meme god on Instagram and everything else. He's the king of memes. Mm. And he happens to be a fucking amazing MMA fighter. Yeah, super exciting to watch. So that's my people on my list for, for this year. How about you then, Stuart? I'll, I've retired, mate. I think it's like it'd be ridiculous <laughs> for me to come back out and do anything like that. I don't sell yourself short, mate. Thanks, man. Give um, the people what they want. Just stew with you it, Matt. Fucking uh, was it Matt, Matt emulsion? Absolutely pounded by Matt. What was your mindset and what sort of smack talk would you give like um in the dojo when, when you was um, a black belt. Your gay smells stale. No, but back to this question. What sort of smack talk did you give? <laughs> so, would you, have you listened to the Hard Coding episode, Pip, where it might even have been a Patreon, where we realised that we went to the same karate school. It was one of the most mind-blowing bits of podcasts I've ever I've <laughs> literally to. forgotten about it. Genuinely, because I've known you both ages, yeah. and because it's become a joke that Chris talks about his black yeah. belt all the time, and then you have a moment... Well, you realise you were trained oh by God, the same yeah. guy. It was when you said about Guy, I just remember I was Stan's so Guy was so well that. ironed that when he threw yeah, a punch, so well it, it, snap. it snapped. Yeah, and snapped. I remember just thinking, yeah, snap, That was mind-blowing. All, <laughs> all the talks weird. you've had about it, it's like, hang oh on. God, yeah. Trained by the same guy in the same place, <laughs> obviously 30 years apart, but yeah. still. Yeah. yeah. And Stan had got a lot better in those years. Yeah, well, he was only 14 when he was training me. Um, another two two fights I've got noticed noted is Wonder Boy v Pettis. Yep, that's fucking great. Yeah, it wasn't it. Wonder Boy looked amazing, and then everyone's got a soft spot for Pettis. On St- Stevie Graham's question of the greatest thing that's ever happened to you, I was so tempted to go for the Wonder Boy Benson kick. Henderson. Yeah, oh. that. Yeah, that. that where? Yeah. Henderson. Uh, uh, sorry, the Showtime kick. Mm. Sorry, exactly. where he we runs up the cage and kicks him in the face. And we were watching it live the last ever WEC, and it was just what is life? Yeah, this is amazing. He ran up the cage and kicked that guy yeah. in the face. Yeah, went for full the, in the last ever fight for the title. Mm-hmm. So in the last ever moment in the last yeah. ever fight for the title in WEC, whole company is folding after this fight. Yeah, and he does that. Insane. So everyone's got a soft spot for him. So him to beat Wonder Boy with a Superman punch yeah. off the cage yep. was pretty fucking cool. Mm. A guy had never been knocked out before as well. And then I've got Maya v. Askren. And I want to talk about Askren a bit because now he's retired. What? Yeah, he's retired. Yeah, he's gone. Retired? Yeah, of course. Yeah. He's run off. I can't believe that. I, need to I, know can, that. I can 100% believe that. Or well, again, you've got to look at the fact he started the year retired because he was he retired in 2017 and then he only returned for this, this UFC contract. Didn't know and then is. he beat... The, the reason I was he so anti-him 
was he beat Lawler and he didn't beat Lawler. What, Lawler yeah, smashed didn't... the fuck out of him. Yeah. And then he put a choke on and the ref thought it was over and it wasn't and so on and so forth. Herb close Dean. call, though. It was a close call, but he wasn't out. Mm. Like, it, Herb apologised yeah. to Lawler immediately. Again, I'm biased because Lawler is one of my favourite yeah. fighters of all time. But Lawler was cool as fuck on that because he's just lost to this huge fight unjustly. And within a s- 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 second, he said to Herb, he's like, it happens, man. It's all good. Mm. Is what it is. So, so I was annoyed at that. So then for Masvidal to flatline him with a fi- flying knee w- within five, five seconds. seconds. Mm. And then for the the Maya fight to be this chess match and then Maya just fucking squeeze him and proper leave him looking in a bad way was cool as fuck. But now he's retired again. Still, the fact that he got to 2019 undefeated in his career, mm. fighting good people still. Again, mm. people say, oh, he stepped up to the UFC and it was, and that was the, the, the difference. He stepped up to the UFC after two years of being retired. Mm. And as soon as he's retired, he's revealed he needs a hip replacement. Mm. So when he steps into UFC, he's not in a good way. So it's, yeah, I don't know. Mm. I've got respect for him because I think he still is. He's beaten some amazing people. But yeah. he got... The thing I love about MMA that's different from from boxing is that everyone loses Mm. and it's not the end of your career. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Everyone has that point. GSP gets clipped by um, Matt Sarah Mm. and he comes back and he's still the best worldweight of all time. You know, it's not, oh, this is it, your career's over. And I think that's Mm. what I love about it. And I think that gets ignored in the ice cream bit a bit. Everyone's like... He stepped up and he just wasn't good enough. It's like, no, he's fucking brilliant, but mm. he'd been retired for two years yeah. and he did. There was a step up in competition still. Chris has popped his balaclava back on. He's doing weird silent movements that aren't great for podcasting, but, you know, it gets the message across. So what's your thoughts? Mm. Mm. Is there any other f- mm. f- fights or fighters you want to highlight it was, it was cool to see Nate back right him beating Pettis after yeah. like three years off and looking fucking slick as fuck yeah um, or anything in, in give boxing yourself, give yourself a second the, the, the fights I'm looking forward to I'm interested to see um, how Rose Namajunas returns yep uh, very interesting because she reckon, was the queen of gonna, last year yeah 100%. but you reckon not you reckon that's not been blown over and that it's going to end for her and... I don't think so at all because I think her one loss was so unlucky and again I'm totally against the idea of a, a lucky punch because you throw shit blah 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 but when uh, Andrade uh, Jessica Andrade um, she picked her up and they were saying how the way that Rose has her this slam can't do anything because she's got this submission on and she did it three times and it didn't do anything. It was making it worse. Mm. And then this one time she slammed her and she landed on her head and went out cold. Mm. And it was, yeah, it felt heartbreaking because up till that slam, Rose looked as good as any female has ever looked yeah, in my opinion. The the the, the footwork that she was displaying, the strike and everything just looked yeah. amazing. So she can keep her mind together. Yeah. And I like the fact she's taken a bit of time on it. Yeah. And not just, just rush back. <laughs> Be interesting to see if Reyes brings anything to the table against John Jones. I watched yep. the press conference the other night. Uh, fuck John Jones. Uh, I think he's scared. I think he's got a real a, a, a lack of confidence, and people don't seem to say that. But I think the reason he pop, has popped multiple times for performance enhancing drugs 
mm. is because he's taking performance enhancing drugs because the myth of John Jones is far scarier greater than, the reality, than, the, than yeah. the reality. I think he's still great. He's still done more than arguably he's, he's the greatest or yeah. one of the greatest of all time. But still, I think that myth has grown and grown and grown and he's sat there going, am I really as good as everyone says? I think so. Or do I, I need performance enhancing drugs to make me as good as everyone says? Definitely. Well, that's MMA covered, right, guys? Yeah. Anyone else bored with that? Um, Anthony Joshua? So, um... Reyes hadn't trained since the last fight? Well, it's really weird because he put on weight for it, didn't he? But, um, yeah. Not Reyes, Ruiz. Ruiz, Ruiz. sorry, yeah. Uh, That that whole thing... He he looked an absolute mess. I don't think he looked a mess. I think he looked a fucking mess. I don't think he looked fatter. I think it he 100% looked fatter. I thought he looked stockier, but I didn't think he just looked out of shape. He but then he said, then he, said shape. then he said he wasn't training with his usual crew. He said he hadn't trained as much. He'd partied t- too much after the last that is fight. Crazy. He looked a fucking mess, in my opinion. You know, it was. Uh, you know, I'm not the biggest Joshua fan, but he done what he had to do. Uh, he boxed smart. He, you know, he done exactly what I sort of thought he'd do. Uh, didn't make for a particularly entertaining fight, but he done what he had to do. He uh, won the belt. Be interesting to see if he has to do the mandatory. If he fights the mandatory fight for the WBO against, oh, his name escapes me. Um, the Russian, isn't it? Is he yeah, a Russian? Houdini. Uh, uh, Harry Houdini, correct. Um, and um, and whether or not it brings on some some more exciting fights, which you know, um, I'd quite like to see AJ fight uh, Wilder. Um, oh, be fun. And who I, wins it? I, I, I think who uh, wins it? I, I, I think who wins this, Joe? Uh, yeah, I think. Um, what? He's my sc- speak. Uh, who wins it, Joe? <laughs> Wilder. He does. Uh, Chris, watch my set list. It's knocking things over. Um, Drunk Chris has put his balaclava back on and started knocking things over. FYI. I also think that um, the 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 most, uh, which I think will be a boring fight, but I think it will be. Um, uh, Chris is trashing the place in a balaclava and some Elvis sunglasses. Uh, I, I think Tyson audio Fury, goals. I think Tyson Fury absolutely humiliates Anthony Joshua. Do you think? Yeah. Uh, with ease and um, and I think and homophobia goal. and well, yeah, sexism. no, because I'm, 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 I'm no fan of Tyson Fury. But uh, but I just think uh, he's uh, too fast, moves too well, uh, and has got a, a jab that I think... Oh, it? hold up. What? I've just had an audio file from Brett Goldstein. Hmm. A celebrity question. That cunt. What's he got to say? Are you ready? This is unchecked. All right, let's go. So let's see. Hi guys, Brett Goldstein here. Um, congratulations on another year of amazing content, um, especially you, Stu. Uh, not that I have favourites, Stu. But um, I guess um, what I wanted to hear you guys discuss is just something simple like what is it we're meant to do with the work of Louis C.K. and the work of Kevin Spacey? And the work of Harvey Weinstein. Oh, are we question. to get rid of it all? Are we to watch it with a different eye? Or are we to enjoy it and separate what we know of these people from the art itself? Something simple for <laughs> you three to answer. And a, and, a, and a lovely Christmas conundrum it is too. What a question's <laughs> come through when we're really what's drunk. A, what's a hairy... 
cunt for saying that. <laughs> that's your catchphrase, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, that's ahead of a question. Oh, art, no. art, art, art from the artist. We kind of touched upon it with Mr. Glitter earlier. And yeah, Mr. Exactly. Morrissey. And Mr. Morrissey. So where do you draw the line on it? But then you do that with Jackson as well. And I don't know if I was ready for it as well. I'm just not sure. I stopped playing Michael Jackson and R. Kelly at exactly. the club night. Same. Carol didn't. No. But, 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 but we stopped. She didn't want to let the terrorists win. Oh, um, she didn't stop kissing us in the toilet, did she? There, sure. There we go. Eat your camel's nuts, Chris. Eat your camel's nuts, you cunt. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's a tough one, isn't it? The key thing, I think, is to highlight that there's differences in all those people, and I think it's easy to put them all in the same... Sorry, Chris is eating a camel's nuts, and he spat it out. I need that. So, it's... The problem I think we have, as Chris has pointed out numerous times, is being on either side of the fence or having a lack of nuance. Uh-huh. L- L- Louis C.K. asking women if he could <coughs> masturbate in front of them is creepy and weird. It's not, weird. it's not the same as Harvey Weinstein raping people. No. It's not the same as Kevin Spacey raping people. No. Or allegedly. Again, I think Kevin Spacey might have been cleared of everything in the last week or so. But still, there's big differences even in the accusations. Adding in Michael J- J- Jackson, abusing children isn't the same as... as, as, as as Louis C.K. Again, that's not defending Louis C.K. It's still inappropriate. It's an abuse of power. I don't believe in kink shaming. I don't think the issue is how, oh, it's weird, he wants to wank in front of people. If that's what he's into, if it's consensual, fucking stay out of it. But exactly. it's the fact that it's not consensual and there's power involved in it. Mm. But the big problem, yeah, I think, is is the, the grouping them all in together in this Me Too type era the me too movement has been yes. one of the best things to come up in recent years in that it's exposing people and calling mm. out shit that shouldn't have been going on so 100 yes. percent in support of that yeah the problem small problem and again it's as we were touching upon earlier with 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 peterson that it's like well is this law it will help 95 percent, but might cause problems five percent the focus is on the help. The Me Too thing, the focus is on all the positive it's done. Mm. The fact that it's exposed these people, it's hopefully started to push for justice and change. The mm-hmm. small 5% is going, where's the nuance and how yeah. are we keeping hold of the nuance? Mm. So I think that's kind of my kind of... Yeah, that's v- a fair shout. V- view on 100%. that. With Louis specifically, it's tough, man. I don't know what he's going to write about because he's always written about being a creepy sleaze. Mm. That's going to that's, be hard to write material the, about going forward. That's the hard thing so, about it, 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 man. He used to talk about being disgusting out of sight. Of that's going to be hard to write about going and forward. And so are we talking about going forward? Are we talking yeah, about going do forwards. we still enjoy their previous works? Right, yeah, both, I guess. The previous works, again, I think on, on f- 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 film stuff with so Weinstein. Woody Allen, we talk about all of this. Oh, that's right, yeah. Anything you want to go into. But my thought is Harvey Weinstein, Spacey, these kind of people... They didn't make any of these things on their own. Mm. It feels like an injustice to say that because they're a exactly. fucking piece of shit, you have to fuck over all these other... Exactly. As you I, were saying about Glitter yeah. earlier, why shouldn't the other guy make some money? The guy who wrote it, should he, me, he not be allowed to make money because Glitter was a piece of shit, unbeknownst to him, was a piece of shit? It's weird I think because, the, because them conversations never really come up about the others. And an example being where they do sometimes come up is when you get people going, 
what about the other four dudes from the Lost Prophets? Yeah. Mm. And it's like, they were in this really successful band that probably could have lived comfortably off the royalties of their music for and the rest of their career. theoretically argue, oh, they must have known. No, not necessarily at all. Necessarily. You've got to have really big speculation to definitely know. To assume the darkness of what that cunt from Lost Prophets yeah. was doing. Yeah. No one would jump to that conclusion. Yeah. It's fucking no, too as, as impossibly you, fucked up and horrible. As you grow up, you don't go... Brett, hey. why did you send this when we hammered? <laughs> no, because she's a But yeah, I, I do think that um, sometimes you can separate the art. Yep. Because it isn't just that one person, as you you know mentioned. It is a you know a a, a, a company. It's tougher you know, on uh, your. How about the people it's tougher that... on your Jacksons and and your Louis CKs and your R Kellys, for example, where it's undeniable. Yes, but how about all the times that it's happened and some people know it, then you don't. What? Loads of that has happened. Alice in Wonderland, the guy who wrote that. There's so many artists out there who have done shitty things and then define shitty. And then what scale are you talking about shitty at the point well, that when it. you it's, stop yeah. listening to them? Well, there's not, the there's not, there's not, like, there's not very, a line, very is there? There's not a line. No, exactly. It's like, you know, it's, it's, it's a personal, gradient. isn't it? Like, to me, you know, for... I think that's the biggest driver, Stu, is that... Um, I think some people can, can listen to something still that was made by some people that, you know, if one person involved in that done some fucking horrendous things, you know, I... Yeah. I respect the person who decides to say, oh, you know what, I'm not sure. It's, I'm going to dial out of it. Uh, me and Molly did that the other day. And we did it on a comedian who has... Um, done comedy, and I'm not talking about fucking, like, 70s comedy. I was talking about a face jacker. Mm-hmm. When he did uh, the uh, sort of blackface, George doing the <coughs> uh, shouting out pin numbers, right? And my girlfriend was like, oh, "I'm not keen. I'm not cool on that." And we got into this massive conversation about it. It wasn't an argument or hate from either side, but it was so complex. Mm. And is, I like, I mean, like what you were saying, Stu, it's like I don't know if there's ever a right or wrong answer. It depends on the question, mm. but I think you've got the right to decide whether or not you want to watch that or want to listen to that. And I don't think anyone should musically say um, one way or the other. Like, you have to make your decision on that. How do you musically say something? (laughs) I don't want to listen to R. Kelly. I used to like Ignition, but I can't play it no more. (laughs) I was... (laughs) I just still get an erection, but it's not fair to anyone. <laughs> <laughs> so I hope that answers your question, Brett. <laughs> Any other TV shows or films of this year? The Great guys? Hack. The uh, Great Hack. The Great Hack. You've mentioned that one. The Great Hack. <laughs> Fleabag was this year. What a fucking... Was it? Yeah. Beginning of this year. Your mum's uh, a Fleabag. Thank you. Succession was amazing. Chernobyl, True, True Detective, Top Boy, what? The Boys. True Detective what? Season three? Mm-hmm. I've Give missed me this it. Year. Fuck. It's amazing. Um, it's I, fucking really good. Oh, man, I'm gutted. I've missed it. Uh, I quite like um, Motherhood. Motherhood or Motherland? What's it called? What is it? Uh, I'm a blank. It's the BBC comedy with... Um, uh, Philomena uh, Kung, what's Kung. her name? Uh, I can't forget what her real name is. Mm. She's in it. Diane uh, Morgan. Diane Morgan. Don't know it. Yeah. I tell you what's good the Cockfields. 
It was on UK Gold or UK you ever play, TV. You ever played in them, Chris? <laughs> <laughs> Playing my cockfield. Um, it was on on UK TV, and it's written by Joe Wilkinson and Brian Gittins. Right. And it stars Joe Wilkinson and Diane Morgan. Right. And Bobby Ball. Right. And the woman, I think it's the woman from the Royals. I can't believe The Royal Bob, Family, maybe. Bobby Ball's come up twice in this conversation. Yeah, but it's really good. And it was only th- three episodes. I wholeheartedly recommend it. I think Ooh. it's really good fun. Can we mention some podcasts? Yes. What podcasts have you enjoyed uh, this year? Fucking brilliant, oh, isn't it? Even I've listened to some. Uh, yeah. But Exploding just... Alsatian was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Gay Boy Roy. Gay uh, Boy Roy made me think of you instantly. Thank you. Um, yeah, like, j- just blew my mind, that podcast. Uh, I listen, I-, I get super excited every time I get that. Uh, a Buxton episode that blew me away um, that I thought was really interesting. I liked the Chris Morris episodes. Yeah, great. Um, really good. B- both of them were great. Yep. And I felt pleased that he wasn't happy with the audio because I was so, fine yeah. with the audio on both and we just got double. Um, but Friday night, I listened to him chatting to someone that I'm not necessarily a fan of the band, but really enjoyed his um, episode with Nicky White. Nicky Wire. From, from the Manics. Yeah. I've not listened to it yet. I've got it really recorded. Good. Really good. Buxton's a prick. Oh, okay. Because he's, he's just popped... You know, you know, he vanishes for a bit, then pops yeah. back with some more episodes. He just popped back with Jeff Goldblum and then Billy Connolly. Yeah. Two in a row. How's that? That's like two yeah. of the best guests that I've never heard on any podcasts. Yeah. And he's just like, here you go. Two Fucking more amazing. Throw in there. Um, Stephen Graham on Desert Island Discs. Amazing. Really good. Uh, I love that. Speaking of Desert Island Discs, there's been some talk in the press recently that or online that people are saying that Lauren Laverne has been out of her depth on Desert Island Discs. I couldn't disagree more. I think she's been fucking amazing. Um, Stephen Graham on there was amazing. Uh, Louis Theroux on there was amazing. Tom York. Tom York was amazing. There's been so many great. He was fucking ace on it. And she's fantastic on it. I don't know. I, I only saw the headline that she's responded to people saying she's out of her depth. I was like, what? Why were they saying that? She's fucking brilliant. What's to on be it? gained by that? Like yeah. I don't get it. Like Kirsty Young, great, fantastic, like, loved Kirsty Young, but things change. And mm-hmm. like, who better? No one better. Like, who better than uh, Canyon? Just think she's great. Um, one I want to th- 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 throw in that I think Chris should, should listen to. Have you watched Fleabag's season two? Yeah, I have. Yeah. So and three and four. So and I got a signed copy of season five. So Phoebe Wallerbridge on how to fail her s- s- second visit. I've got a stutter. Her second visit is one of the most mind blowing bits of podcasting I've ever seen because they talk about a storyline that Phoebe wrote into season two that she didn't realise that she'd taken from from Elizabeth Day mm. from her life, and it was just mind blowing. Yeah, it's a really good episode. It's quite a heavy story as well, isn't it? Am I right? Yeah, it's a really yeah. heavy story. Also, have you ever watched Emmanuel? Yeah. That was high-end grot. Exactly, real grot. Um, that was one that was on like the top shelf when I was growing up. You know, if I went in the video shop, there'd be like Emmanuel, and it'd mm. be like, blimey, I bet that's well rude. They don't even allow that now. They... they- uh, cover all the magazines in uh, I, I went to uh, Hamburg uh, a little uh, a few weeks ago. Um, I won't really go into um, the Reaper Barn because um, that's a bit blue. Mm. Um, but first place we stopped was the services. Um, 
and all they sold was uh, high-strength lager and jazz mags. No way. Sweet. I love Miles Davis. That's a jazz... <laughs> just, just a joke about the... the nice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. About the term I'll have a jazz, quick wee. I'm kind of hot. You are kind of hot. I always thought that about Thanks, you. Thanks, guys. I thought, Chris, how would you describe mm-hmm. him? I would go with kind of hot. Um, I'm just having a quick look on Facebook to see okay. if there's any good questions. Get uh, cunt on is one statement from... That's obviously your friend Cunt and the gang. Uh, it, that is happening uh, on High Quality in the new year. Good, good, good. Um, is it really? That's exciting. Yeah. I'm genuinely excited about that. I'm a fan of Cunt, but I've never really personally engaged with him. Uh, you, you, you bought his book he's recently done with Mr. Gels. I bought uh, his book. Bumface Boo Hands. I bought both his books. Oh, you bought the new one Bumface well. Boo Hands and I Cunt. Oh, you bought that as... Right, cool. His, his own autobiography. Did Noel write a question? Yes. Let me find it. It was a good one. I can hear Chris talking and he's outside on his own, With which his is at. disturbing. He's talking to his little winky. Noel's question was... Noel, not Noel, um, or Noel, not Noel, I assume her name is mm-hmm. on Instagram. I'd like to know how you all would answer this. If I ruled the world, the first thing I decree is... Now, let's try and calm Chris down before he answers this. But, Stu, you go first. the first thing that you decree? First thing I decree would be voting reform internationally, that we actually vote in a way that is actually democratic. It's a really boring answer, but I think the voting system at present is a fucking disgrace. I do a tweet every year before any elections saying, are there any protests anywhere about the way we vote, the way the, the votes are counted, mm. the, the l- 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 lack of democratic representation. Because I think that we should be rioting in the streets ahead of elections, not yeah. just when the system doesn't go our way. I think it's... Uh, after the last election, when it was clearly unjust, people were in the streets protesting. It's like, well, you're protesting because you, l- you l- lost. If your side had won in this corrupt system, you'd be all over it. But yeah. as they haven't, you're you're protesting, and I think you should be angry either way. Yeah. Anyway, Chris has put his balaclava back on. Sure. Um, I've got what an would you decree? Yes, I'm. Stu, I'm reckon it's going to be a good answer from Chris. I reckon it's going to surprise us with his, with not a drunk, crass answer. I'm setting it out to be horrible now. Aren't I? Chris, what would you decree if you were if you ruled the world? Learn to inhabit the position of your opposition before you decide whether or not you're right or wrong because I'm so fucking bored of watching everyone argue why they're right on such limited information and their ego that has already decided that they are right before they start to have a conversation and all the time I see it day in day out people aren't talking with each other and trying to learn they're trying to tell someone why they're right. Yeah. And they have an agenda with that. And when I say they, I mean absolutely anyone I've ever met, including myself. Mm-hmm. And we really need to stop doing that because we can't have, we can only have a political, we don't get the, the cliche is you don't get the um, politics that you want, you get the politics that you deserve. And every time we prove that the case, every time I go on online, every time I watch... Uh, Facebook, whether or not you're right or left, conservative, Tory, or everything in between, 
I just see us all making really limited arguments where you have to attach yourself to one tribe or another and that tribe isn't the truth. Mm. Only or reason, relative truth. Only reason that Stu's laughing is this passionate speech is being given whilst Chris is wearing a balaclava of a mythical um, octopus. Sleeping human. God. Yeah, yeah, with God. his nose poking at one of the eye holes. <laughs> <laughs> He's not even wearing it straight. <laughs> But that's what I that's what I yeah. truly believe. And I think that I'm so bored of like I've I've really stopped following anyone now because any time I watch anyone <laughs> on the, YouTube of, of all the legal cases against you <laughs> It's because everyone is so quick to follow a tribe and yep. yet what I, I think is the best tribe to follow is the relative truth. I think you're completely right. People want to win an argument or simply give an opposition to an argument. Yeah. And there's there's a, a, an importance in giving opposition and counter-conversations. Totally. But when you've got a valid position to be coming from, it's easy to say, I want to argue against that to give an opposition. It's like, well, what qualifies you to give that opposition? Exactly. If you're not qualified to give that opposition, then maybe just shut up. Four it's years. why, again, I hardly I talked about politics at all in this election because mm-hmm. I felt... Everywhere I looked, I couldn't say more than the fucking experts that we're talking exactly, about. Exactly, because they're experts. Yeah. And and yet and yet we all do. And yet now in, we're in a position where there's YouTube and podcasts where we all talk about things and then there might be people thinking, yeah, yeah, they're right. Mm. We're all fucking absolute idiots. idiots. Yep. And stop basing your opinion on however many followers or how cool you think that person is. They're fucking morons. Cult of celebrity. All of us. The cult of personality. And Again, we- I, was, I was discussing this uh, this, this recently because some people I really like were talking about someone I really like being, oh, you should go into politics. And my argument was, I, fuck, I think that person's fucking great, but I don't think they should go into politics no. unless they're going to spend six years minimum studying politics the reason obama was decent and obama fucked up a fuckload i'm yeah, not saying totally, he's the perfect totally. example yeah, but completely. he studied politics from an early age and had a good outlook he wasn't a celebrity the reason boris johnson and donald trump are shit is because they're celebrities in positions of political completely. power what we don't need is a left version everyone's saying oh we need uh fucking oprah to to to, to run for president we need Kanye, we need Will Smith. No, we need someone who knows what the fuck they're talking about. With Labour at the moment, it feels like Jess Phillips is interesting. I've not done enough studying on her, but she seems to know her shit and be a working-class woman who's studied policy and systems and could be a good version, a, a good option. But again, what we don't need is a famous person from the left to counter a famous no, person totally. from the and, right. And, it's as bad just, as each other. Yeah, totally. And stop looking for anyone. First, firstly, start fucking learning yourself and then realising that there's not a good fucking choice at the moment. And as much as anything, fuck Stu. Yeah, that guy and his tiny fucking... <laughs> his tiny gangrene, shriveled dick. Stu, we're at the hour mark. Before we go, I've had a last-minute question submission from James Acaster. He's on a train, so couldn't record it, so I'm going to read it out. But tell us what you would decree if you were ruling the world. I'm going to have a wee. Because, no, I am interested. I can hear from outside, but... Kiss FM. Okay, doke. I'm going to go and have a wee. You should discuss that a little more. Go. There was no thinking behind it, was there, mate? Uh, really? It's rubbish, isn't it? He's left you hanging, mate. It's just music for... It just don't matter. It doesn't matter, mate. 
Him and his celebrity mates. His tiny, bald celebrity mates. What are you talking about? I don't know, mate. I'm hanging out my face. <laughs> I'm wearing a Cthulhu mask. It looks fucking great. Thanks, man. And I'm going home soon. Yeah. Pips yeah. come in now. How's it going, guys? All right. Yeah, good. Mm-hmm. Good. We're back with the big podcast ender. Okay. Question. Right, how are we ending this podcast? Come on, man, because there's people who want to kill themselves listening. The question from James Acaster okay. is, okay. and this can be, I want you each to answer this honestly within the restrictions of the three of us mm-hmm. and then honestly within the restrictions of the whole world. Okay. His question is simply, who is the coolest? That's a fucking cop-out of a question, isn't it? Well, out of us three. I want out of us three, and I want out in general. You're thinking, who's the fucking, who's the coolest person at the moment? Well, I'll go first. Yep. Um, I mean, look at him. Yep. It's me. I'm voting for Chris as well. I mean, look. <laughs> Genuinely. I mean, he's voting for himself as well. <laughs> yep, it's a landslide. Because <laughs> uh, genuinely, I was voting for me too. I'm voting for Chris because I think cool is really not caring what anyone else thinks and I can't look at Chris and think he cares what anyone's thinking <laughs> no not at all I can't look at him and think he's given any consideration yeah. Yeah, to no, what no. anyone no, else is thinking um, so long as we can all agree on absolutely. that we can, uh, absolutely we can move on thanks but guys. genuinely a pathetic shambles who's, who's the coolest who, who do you rate in the world at the moment I would put James Acaster on that list because I saw him doing his stand up recently and genuinely he was annoyed with a crowd member and he let that lead the whole show. He didn't just just wash over a heckle. Um, I think also he had a, a book out this year that's just about the best albums of last year, and it was amazing. It was 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 cool as fuck. I think he's a and off menu has been fucking huge. Mm. But who do you think is the coolest? Well, I, I think we've 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 spoke about him so much tonight, I, 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 and, and the fact that he submitted a question as much as um, Brett is my favourite. I just, you know, Brett's ridiculously handsome, so he hasn't got to try and be... Oh, oh, he's yeah, not he's, cool, though. No, he's not cool, though, is he? He's no, handsome, yeah, he he's handsome. funny, he's talented, yeah, but Brett cool. is not fucking cool. Fucking hell, mate, you better fucking... Was you going to say Brett? No. Were you going to say Brett? No, you was going to say... Fucking hell. Well, I'm glad you brought Brett. up the fact and highlighted that Brett isn't cool. You're going to say... You're going to say uh, our other friend, who's in The Irishman, right? Yeah. St- Stevie, I think it's a good shout. I think yeah. Childish Gambino's a fucking shout. He's just cool, isn't he? Oh, yeah. He you think cool. of cool, he's fucking cool. He's I mean, a cool he cunt. Bombs, but... He's a cool cunt. Thank you all for tuning in. We're going to end episode five of The Drunk Cast. I'm glad that we've done this, because this, it's been a while since we... Is it only in the whiff-in that we can get really messy? I think so. I think it's There's the something only... about it. Yeah. It's, uh, it's where it began, right? Mm-hmm. But let's... I mean, we're at the hour mark let's wrap things up you go and then i go we're playing okay. 20 questions with christopher glasson right okay, you, i mean I, 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 i'm generally gone okay so oh, right, you, so, by the way, right. by the way so you think of a person, person coolest person well is phoebe Waller-Bridge. i think phoebe Waller-Bridge is a great choice i think choice. phoebe Waller-Bridge is actually i think she's super fucking cool um, and now, what is the actual question? Um, we're going to do tw- 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 20 questions oh, now. Right. Stu is going to think of someone, mm-hmm. and you are going to ask him questions, and you're going to guess who he is. Oh, you know right. the game that on that drunk yes. cast that you thought you'd invented, and it turns out it's just a, it's game as old as time. I know the Go, game. ask him some questions. E- my question to you, Stuart Whiffin. Yep. Yeah. 
Are we doing coolest person? Is that thing? no? No. Stu's thinking of someone. Ask him some questions. See if you can figure out who he's thinking of. Is it Rubber Bandit? <laughs> no. All right. Uh, uh, that's my question. Speed it up. A few more questions. You've got twenty. Was it only me now? Yeah, it's only you. I can can join in if you Please want. Please do. Is it a person? Correct. <laughs> Are you male? Yes. Yes. Oh, man, that Over just sped you. things right up. Good Thank question. You. <laughs> Are you alive? Uh, yes. Um, are you a chef? Uh, no. Ten. Are you an actor? No. Do you... Oh, God. Is it some shit band that no, you like? No, not a band. All right. Are, are you a musician? No. Ten. Oh. You, is it a family member? No. Eleven. Is it, is it a friend? Uh, no. Definitely not. Twelve. <laughs> it's me, isn't it? Are you thinking of me? No. Thirteen. <laughs> are you a comedian? No. Fourteen. Have I asked if you're an actor? Yes. Well, I said oh, that no. doesn't count. <laughs> Are you a politician? No. 15. Are you a sportsman? Slow no. down now, 16. we've got fucking... Who is oh, he? Choices! You're being wasteful with your guesses now. Right, we need to really slow this down now. Are you a real-life character or no, a no, fictional no, character? No, 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 he's Are you real life? Yes. They're alive. That's 16. They could be a fictional character still. They 16. <sighs> They're not an actor. They don't Artist. like music. Bearing in mind, if you're on the telly, you're not necessarily an actor. Do you like... Are you a sports personality? Uh, I've I asked mean, that, I've asked that, that not, when, that, that doesn't count. Are you a reality TV star? No. Oh. 17. Are you a presenter? Yes, 18. Fucking hell. Right, we've got... Stop banging my table, you cunt! <laughs> it's a male presenter. It's a male presenter. We've got to really calm this down. How many presenters? What, you, what ones are you thinking about? There's more than two. Right, and <laughs> if I say Ant, you'll say Deck, and we're in there for fucking. Is that a cool we're in there for twenty, mate. If I say Ant, you say Deck, Ant, Ant. <laughs> no, honestly, we're in there. Um, is it either Ant or Deck, and that'll rule them out? But it's a male presenter. What what male presenters has he, he been be into? Yeah, exactly. Mm. TV presenters. What does he like? He don't like fucking trash TV, does he? Does he like um, like radio DJs? You've like asked me. You've Chris asked Evans? me if it's a friend, and I said no, definitely yeah, not. Yeah, but no one likes you. Whether or not you talk so to them doesn't talk matter. Show host? No. Do you think you're Graham Norton's or you're Jonathan Ross's? I'm not sure about that, man. Maybe. <laughs> really, got to narrow it down. Narrow it down. <laughs> Are they a talk show host? Uh, no. Oh, oh you can't. A reality TV? No, a presenter still. It's on TV. What, what, I've forgotten now. I reckon it's Dermot O'Leary. No, it better not be. (laughs) (laughs) Better not be. Better not be, We've got one left, so you've got the last question. Yeah, but, right, okay, so let's have a quick summary. Maybe ask about the hair. Just a quick summary. (laughs) Right, it's a television presenter uh, that's not my friend, um, and uh, I think that's about it, really. That's what you've got. No, well, you better give us some more, mate. Well, no, Joe. that's not a question, that's a threat. <laughs> 20 questions, one threat. Your mic's going to fall out of there in a sec. Quick question. Put the mic stand down. Wait, quick question. Why is he turning into a rock star? I don't know. Is it, quick question, is it Piers Morgan? 
No. Oh, oh you oh, can't. We've got one left. No, you ain't. We it. have. We've got no, one left. Who is it? Who is it then? Go on. Fucking Andy Peters. Andy Peters. Of oh. course it fucking is. So now I do mine, right? I'm going to have a piss. Go on, go for it. Right, start, Chris. Go. Who can't fucking go? Because I've got a memory of a sieve. I'm not going to remember. Oh, you have to deal with that, wouldn't you? Right, okay. Is it... Um... It's male. Mm, okay. But not is a it, man. Is it a cartoon character? Slow down, man. We've not got that not many. Not traditionally, but it has been. Okay. Oh, for fuck's sake. Is it Godzilla? No. <laughs> How many is that? Four? Three. He's had one, though. Yeah, oh, but is it... Is it... <laughs> Four. Home. What's that character that you're wearing on your head? <laughs> Philly. <laughs> also, it's not a man, but yeah, go on. Is it? No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, that's five. Slow down, Stu, man. You've got to slow this game down. That's why I lost the last one. I would have got to Andy Peters in a cinch. <laughs> uh, okay. Is it an animal? Yeah, I guess. Slow down. Come Is on. it a dinosaur? No. That's eight. Is it is is it the centerpiece of the movie? No. Is it the Marshmallow Man from Ghostbusters? No. Oh, ten. Man, it was definitely close. That's a good shout. That's a good shout. <laughs> I wish it was. <laughs> is, is it a robot? No. Eleven. This is gripping ending. We need. I mean, this is just. They can't question the drunk cast when we end like this. The rest of it, they can question. The five hours we've done prior. Yeah, but that's what they everyone's can't waiting question. For this, Give us isn't a it? quick update on what we had. What we do know. So it's, you've got the kind of male. It's male. It's an animal, I guess. It's been in a film, but not the 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 the, the focus. Um, is it going to be Battle Cat or something like that? It's also not Godzilla or the Marshmallow Man. No, it literally can't be anything. Did though. I say so had what? it been in a cartoon? I said it has been, but it wasn't traditionally a cartoon. It wasn't right. originally a cartoon, but it's featured in cartoons. Because you it's said, is it a cartoon? It's featured in cartoons. You and said, it's is male. it a cartoon? And it isn't, is it? it has been. And it is kind of male. Mm. Is it... Um, did you ask if it was a robot or anything like yeah. that? Yeah, yeah. And he that. said no. no yeah, you were sitting there. It was about a minute ago. Mm. Remember? I don't. There's not a robot. You've got nine left. Maleish, not an animal, not in a cartoon. Or no, a I said it is kind of an animal. Kind of an animal, kind of male. A male animal. Is it a monster? Mm. Does that have any definition of, of intent? No. So I guess it's kind of a monster. It's a male animal. Type creature, but it's accidentally. It's a creature. Monsters. Let's go. I'll help Has you with creature. Has he got fins? No. Oh, sorry. <laughs> you were so happy with that. I'm really, really bad about that. Are uh, they? Uh, do, do they live in well in modern the... times? Like, is it an animal that walks the earth? No. Oh, oh, obviously. Is there ripples in water when it walks around a little bit? I'd imagine not. I get depends how close. <laughs> there might be if I walk around. So, but yeah, not not notably. That's fifteen. What, so, oh, Jesus Christ, what, it's not that. Jesus Christ, it's not a T-Rex. What the fuck is this all about? It's not a shark, it's not a T-Rex, it's not the Terminator. What else could it I don't be? Know how you got shark and T-Rex. They were questions you'd ask, the robot and the fins. I get it now. I didn't know, you didn't show you working out. I've got to take my face mark off for this. Is it a puppet? No. Oh, mate, I don't know. Here, Stu, I think we've really ruined ourselves here. We've been too Imagine fucking careless. Imagine the public are listening and having a good old bloody guess. We've been too careless with our guesses, haven't we? Is it something that we've chatted about tonight? Nope. Right, okay. That helps. 
Three left. <laughs> just so, every so just else, all the things uh, we've not chatted about in the world. It's kind of a human, kind of been in comic uh, cartoons, also a male, but not a human or a monster, but kind of can be ish. Yeah, I'd say a creature. Oh, but not Mo- King Kong. Monster seems like it gives too much. It's not King Kong. Con- it's not connotation of intent, mate. There's so many like that, though. Mm. Oh God! How can I ask a question where you've got three questions left, lads? Is that a clue in itself? Nope. Uh, <laughs> two. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a question. Two. Two. <laughs> you've got two questions. Oh, you left. stupid cunt! <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Right, Stu, think about this, man. I've been trying it, but you've been too busy asking fucking dumb questions, you prick. It's not a puppet before you say it, Chris. No, it's not a puppet. Stop touching shit on my... Cu- Stop touching shit. Monster, is it? <laughs> two, like quest- two, two questions left, lads. Can you quickly summarise, because I've got a proper shit memory? Mm-hmm. Come on, in. What's some... What's some... All the things you just said. It's not a monster, but it's a creature. It's not a robot. It's not got fins. It's... In film, but not the lead subject of a film, you're eating a mince pie. The fact that there was three questions left isn't a clue. <laughs> it's a male creature. But it's not the subject of movies. It's not the lead character. Scooby-Doo. No. Why did you say that? Because I'm, I'm really know. angry about that. Is it festive? Oh, it was in a festive film that was a spin-off. <laughs> it's not what it's most known for, but there was a festive version, a TV version, of a festive TV version of its ish. Chewbacca. Bang. What? You got it. Yeah! <laughs> yes! What a glorious ending! <laughs> Chewbacca toy sat on the side. That's who I was looking oh, at. Wow. I worried when Chris went over there and was staring at literally a Chewbacca toy and oh. ignoring it, but looking at the fraggle. Oh, we made it, Stu. Chris. Oh, that was mate. big. And that was a big question from... Did, did Chris office yeah, ask if it's festive? festive? That yeah. was a big question. Yeah, I'll tell you what, mate. You can't get Chewbacca from festive. That was very You good. can, that fucking awful Christmas special. Yeah, really yeah. Well, thank you very much for tuning in. I'm sure this is the glorious, orgasmic ending that you were all hoping for. Yes. Guys, Happy it New was Year. Chewbacca. You've been listening to Scroobius Pip's Distraction Pieces. There we go. That was the drunk cast. I'm going to reveal to you at the end of this something I've only revealed to the Patreons. So next Wednesday will be my Films of the Year podcast, as is always the way. I will be recording it possibly as you listen to this on New Year's Day. Um, But my first guest of the year, the week after that, is going to be... Sorry, no, no, no. So the films of the year will come out on Monday. But then my first guest of the year will be Mr. Carl Pilkington. Podcast flipping royalty. So, um, yeah, that is on its way. Thank you for surviving the drunk cast. I mean, we all 
just about did. I don't think I've heard from Chris since the drunk cast, actually, but I think we all survived it. Um, so, yeah. Happy New Year. Enjoy my films of the year on Monday and Carl Pilkington to kick the year off in style on Wednesday. Ta-ta!